Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Hey, just the end of another slow news week in August. 45 is now... P zero one one three five eight oh nine. I thought maybe his uh, his number would be two four six oh one. Whack whack. Actually, here's some interesting statistics from uh, from last night's booking. Uh, the former commander in chief. Uh, it must be the honor system. Weighed in at uh, well, topped out at six three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, which would put him thirty pounds below. His official weight during his last White House physical. Good for him. 30 pounds lighter. Of course, he was 6'2 on his New York driver's license. I'm laughing with him, by the way. I'm not laughing at him because I've said before the surprise that I had when I opened up an old high school program and saw that I had listed my height at 5'10. Who am I kidding? I'm 5'9. And as a matter of fact, if you take a look at today's Instagram or TikTok, ay, you're going to see my, my, my physique. Oh, gosh, I've got it on a monitor in front of me. I don't like it at all. Uh, PJ shot me in a very unflattering light today. It's, it's actually similar to the angle where at home there's a particular bench where I'll sit and put on my socks, but there's a door adjacent to where I put on my socks that has a mirror on it, and if I look to my right, when I'm putting on my side, it is the most unflattering angle imaginable. So who am I to be critical of the uh, the former president for telling the folks at the Fulton County Jail that he's he's only 215? It also <laughs> reminds me of, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but it reminds me of that, um, that Sopranos scene where, if I have it right, it's definitely uh, Bobby Bacala. That I remember for sure. But I want to say that like he and and Tony are having a roadside meeting of some kind. And when Bobby gets out of his car, he really struggles because of his size. And and this is when Tony tells him, you know, maybe he ought to consider salads. Yeah, maybe we should all consider salads. Hey, I, I have to get something off my chest about last night and the media coverage of Trump. And you might tell me that I'm wrong, obviously, because of the people I'm about to identify or the outlets I'm about to identify. I'm sure this will be yet another of my minority opinions, but that won't stop me. Trump surrendered in prime time. He negotiated that time, you know, 730, 730. Who surrenders at 730 uh, other than Donald Trump? But anyway, I, I assume that 
you watched some of this in real time. <clears throat> I'm not sure what the conventional networks did, ABC, NBC, CBS. My hunch is they probably didn't take it at all. But the world in which I live, the cable world, they were all giving coverage to Trump, his arrival in Atlanta, the motorcade to the Fulton County Jail, the exit from Fulton County. We didn't see what went on inside, although it looks like we'll be able to watch this trial if and when it it happens. But what then transpired is that Trump goes back to the Atlanta airport and is going to head back to the Northeast, I guess, and end up in, in Bedminster. I was watching television as I often advise you to watch television, which is it's fine to have allegiance to a particular cable outlet. But for goodness sakes, you got to mix it up to know what other people are thinking. You know, if you're a CNN person, and I hope you are, you got to watch some Fox and you've got to watch MSNBC. And if you're if you're in a, a silo of only one kind, then you're going to be shielded from other perspectives. That's what I was doing. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So I'm clicking around last night and I caught CNN and 
uh, it was Anderson Cooper and Rachel Maddow on uh, MSNBC, each at a moment where they explained that when Trump returned to the Atlanta airport, he was expected to make comments and neither would take them live. On Fox, it was now Jesse Waters program in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, He was doing other subjects, had it on a split screen, as I recall, but then did take Trump live. I know that because I ended up watching it on Fox. And I said to myself, "Okay, how would I have handled that? Well, truth be told, if I were on live at CNN, I, you know, I wouldn't get to make that decision. But if I were here at POTUS and if all of those if Trump if Trump had surrendered, if Trump had surrendered while I were on air at POTUS, You can rest assured that I'd be saying like, hey, Dan, you know, can you get me that audio? Can you get me that? We want to do it live. I'd be watching it. And and they didn't do that. And it doesn't I don't know. It it doesn't square with how I believe these things ought to be covered. And I'll tell you why. If if I'm if I am giving 24 seven coverage to the fact that the former president has been indicted and he faces the 91 charges and I'm, I'm having lawyers and former prosecutors and we are parsing every aspect of the case against him. Well, then when it comes time for him to say something after, like if you're going to cover the motorcade from start to finish and report the whole time on what he's allegedly done wrong, then why not? You know, afford him the courtesy and the fairness before he gets on an airplane and flies home to say what whatever the hell he wants to say. And if you have to come back and fact check him and say, well, he just said this again, it's this to me, it's the it's the RFK issue. And many of you disagreed with me on this. I, I don't think it's as if you give some type of a platform to RFK Jr. And he says something and it's, oh, my God, it's now it's now like out there in the oxygen. It's in the Ethernet and it's going to metastasize. Instead, you come back and you say, oh, well, he just said this about vaccines. And actually, you know, the science says otherwise. You do your best to fact check in in real time or not, you know, or or, or leave it in the world in which we live where. Everybody's a journalist with a modem. It, you know, it's going to get corrected. I don't know. It just I should probably say nothing. Right. It's against my interest to even speak up. But that's what was running through my mind. If I were live on radio, I would have taken it live for the benefit of those of you who were watching last night. And, and we have the audio and did not hear what Trump had to say when all is said and done. Here it is. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you can have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows that I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. I think it was 49 seconds, all told. That's that's the totality of what Trump had to say 
uh, in a, a media, what would they call it, a spray, maybe? I don't know. Steve Scully would know. But in, in his media avail before he, he hopped on Trump Force One and, and then went back north. So it also brings to my mind, and this I might get into tomorrow on, on television, and I hope you'll, you'll give me some watch. Uh, there's a lurking issue here. A conflict between Donald Trump's First Amendment rights and fairness and the interest of the court to, to try and and present a fair and just trial. And it has to do with that that bond order that was entered on Monday, the consent bond order that was entered on Monday, signed by Judge Scott McAfee, signed by the D.A. Fonnie Willis and signed by three attorneys for Donald Trump, setting forth, you know, the limitations on his behavior in return for being released on $200,000 bond, for which, by the way, he had to, you know, post 10%. And Trump was warned in this filing not to threaten or to intimidate witnesses or his co-defendants. For example, it says the defendant shall perform no act to intimidate any person known to him or her to be a co-defendant or witness in this case, or to otherwise obstruct the administration of justice. This shall include but not be limited to the following. And then one of the examples is the defendant shall make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against any co-defendant, of which he has 18. And these limitations that were placed on Trump are more restrictive than those placed on any of the other 19 defendants in the case. For example, Trump's order uniquely included limitations on his use of social media, including reposts. And one of the first things that happened last night is that he resumed uh, on X, formerly Twitter, and published his mugshot and, you know, proclaimed his innocence and said never surrender and so on and so forth. So. The way in which this is about to play out is of great interest to me because I think there are going to be problems. Before before his court appearance yesterday, he turned to Truth Social, he posted, deleted, and then reposted the following. 231 million views and still counting. That's a reflection of his interview with Tucker Carlson. By the way, there's a lot of fact checking on that. People say, well, people, he's getting credit, you know, credit for 231 million views, which would include people who really didn't watch the interview. But if they look, as I understand it, if they look down at Twitter at the time or X at the time, then, you know, he gets credit as if they did. Uh, that didn't stop Trump. He says the biggest video on social media ever more than double the Super Bowl. But please excuse me. I have to start getting ready to head down to Atlanta, Georgia, where murder and other violent crimes have reached levels never seen before to get arrested by a radical left lowlife district attorney, Fonnie Willis. There's more to it. He's taking her on. He's been taking her on. As I say, that was posted, deleted, reposted. He has similarly attacked federal judge Tanya Chutkin. Uh, she, of course, presiding over the January 6th case, the federal January 6th case. He called her a very biased and unfair judge. And then after he was booked, when he spoke to the media and you heard this, he said it's election interference. We have every single right to challenge an election that is dishonest. What I'm getting to is this. Unless he changes his ways 
There's no way he's going to run a Trumpian campaign for president without running afoul of the terms of his bail. You know, how many times do we have to say this is these are uncharted waters? Well, this is an uncharted issue in uncharted waters because we've never been here before. And to date, at least up until the first debate, the polls show that he's benefited politically from his legal peril. So how's it going to play out? I don't know. I mean, Fulton County prosecutors, meaning Fonnie Willis's folks, uh, might, if his speech continues, try and convince Judge McAfee that Trump violated the bond order. And then what would happen in that circumstance? Well, the judge could issue a gag order. Trump could play by those rules or Trump could disregard it. If he disregards it, he could be held in contempt. He could be threatened with jail. He could even be sent to jail. And maybe nothing would be better for Donald Trump, shy of being sent to jail, than to engage with the court over his speech rights as he's awaiting trial. As I say, he last night went back on X. I get uh, stymied here because I think of it still as Twitter, even though I'm on it. Election interference, never surrender. The post garnered more than 14 million views in 50 minutes. And then, of course, once that mugshot came out, and what do we make of that that mugshot? Uh, when the mugshot came out, it immediately was emblazoned on Trump merch. They were just waiting at the ready. Do you remember in the debate with with Kamala Harris when immediately after that attempted takedown of Joe Biden on the busing issue? You know, I was that young girl. If that jogs your memory. Immediately, the T-shirts were were available for sale. Same thing with with Trump. He was ready for this. I'll tell you something interesting. He was already and is already selling fake mug shots, fake mug shots on on all of his merch. Man, I thought I had a lot of merch. This guy's got a lot of merch, although my merch is better priced than his merch. And he's the master. So maybe I should take a lesson from him. In other words, this is the first time that there was a mug shot of of Donald Trump. But. He had one ginned up, I guess, in the same way that he put himself on a cover of Time magazine that was fake. He did the same thing with mug shots and was selling mugs and T-shirts. And he had a date on them reflective of his first indictment, which would be the Alvin Bragg indictment. Well, now that his real mug shot has been taken, I'm looking at his website. You can get a Never Surrender white premium cotton tee for $34 or a black premium cotton tee, same price. Long sleeve, oh, this is interesting. Long sleeve is same price as short sleeve. Uh, he's got mugs, a Never Surrender white coffee mug, 25 bucks. By the way, Smirch Merch, 12 uh, Never Surrender beverage cooler. I don't have any of those. His are pretty nice. Uh, what else? He's got a little decal that you could stick on the back of your vehicle for just 12 bucks. It's his mug shot and it says never surrender and it's four by four. It's a, oh, it is a set of two. So one for each of your cars. My point is this, his whole campaign is predicated on these prosecutions. His whole campaign is predicated on these prosecutions. I know he said something about tariffs the other day, but the, but the man has not released you know, policy papers. And I frankly, I don't know that anybody pay attention to him if they did, but he's, he's not released a platform. There's not been anything substantive that he's done since he announced. It has been all about the playing of the victim card, only enhanced now by the ability to have a real mugshot, to displace the faux mugshot, raise money, and fire his base up. 
So I think it is unrealistic to believe that because this this bond order was entered with the approval of his lawyers that he's going to rein in any of that, especially where as recently as yesterday he's posting, deleting and reposting about Fonnie Willis. And I'm predicting that there's much more of this to come. Something else for your consideration. Like how how does this all play in the aftermath of the debate? We we talked about the debate Yesterday, we talked. Well, we've been talking about the date for the debate for several days. I asked you who had most distinguished themselves. Fifty one percent of more than twenty four thousand who voted said Nikki Haley. That's not a bad answer. It's just the wrong answer. I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think I've been proven correct by how much attention he has received in the last twenty four years, 24 hours. He's the guy who. Uh, made an impression. And of course, you can go debate whether it was a good or bad impression, but he's the person that no one had ever heard of before whose, whose name is now on the, the tip of, of many people's tongue. Nikki Haley had a good night. Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, raised his star in the minds of Republican primary voters. Uh, I gave you my full analysis yesterday. I think Mike Pence did better than anticipated. I thought Ron DeSantis was a non-factor when all was said and done, and that there was no breakout moment from Tim Scott, uh, Chris Christie played the role I expected Chris Christie to play. I don't really have much more to say about that other than the fact that I don't see a strategy where he can win a nomination. I see a strategy where he can continue to be a burr in the side of, of, of Donald Trump. That's it. But my question is this. When you factor in Trump's booking last night, And the result of that first debate, which, by the way, had strong numbers, 12 million people watched. A lot of people watched the the postscript on not only Fox, but also on MSNBC and on CNN. We're not talking 2016 numbers. We are not talking 2016 numbers. But, you know, Trump wasn't on that stage. But 12 million plus people watching on Fox, that's that's a big number. Believe me, that is a big, big number. So if, if I'm right that. Ramaswamy established himself as having a moment. I don't want to overstate it. Nikki Haley, I think, had a had a sharp uh, performance. Pence, better than expected. DeSantis, from my perspective, meh, you know. Then what are the next polls going to show? What are the next polls going to show? I, I've not seen any data, and it's too soon to, to factor in the booking of last night. But where Trump has benefited previously in the last two months, he's had a 10% increase in his favorability among Republicans. In uh, the last poll going into the debate and before this booking, he was at 62% in CBS, YouGov, and DeSantis was next in line at 16%. What are the first polls, credible polls, going to show? What's the impact of the, the fourth indictment slash now booking and the impression many uh, first impressions of those candidates the other night in Milwaukee. That is the poll question today at Smirconish.com. In the end, we worded it this way. Will new polling show that the combination of the Republican debate and Trump's booking shook up the race? Well, Michael, what, what do you mean shook up the race? I don't know what I mean. Did it shake up the race? Or are we in the exact same position that we were a week ago? At the end of this extraordinary news week, I'm asking you for a snapshot in time. Where are we? Here, I'll go first. You want my answer? I think that Trump 
loses a couple of points. I, I don't believe he can go up from 62. I think he's he must have reached a ceiling, especially now when people who don't pay as close attention to it as we do here at POTUS, but now they're somewhat in the loop on who else is running. So I, I think his numbers come down a couple. Do they come down, you know, bigly? I don't think so, but I think he drops a few, and he can afford to drop a few. I think that Ron DeSantis's numbers come down a bit. He can't afford for that to happen. But DeSantis has not been on the ascent. He's been on the decline. I think that Nikki Haley gets a bump. I think Vivek Ramaswamy gets a bump. Maybe Pence, small bump. And the rest of them are exactly where they were before. That would be my answer. What would be yours? What's the net effect of the debate and the booking? This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. I've never been mugshotted, despite the YouTube uh, thumbnail that we use today. I've never had my mugshot taken. Knock on wood. I hope that's the way that it remains for the rest of my life. Have you had a mugshot taken? I'd just be curious as to, you know, it's the worst day of your life, right? It's like Nick Nolte. We've all seen that image. 
What was your thought process on the issue of whether to smile? In the thumbnail today for my my YouTube conversation, we have Sinatra's famous mugshot. We have the Nick Nolte. We have Tiger Woods. We have Nicole Richie. I think she looks pretty good in her mugshot. If you've if you've ever had a mugshot taken and you're willing to discuss the thought process, you have the anonymity of calling in. I'd be thrilled to hear from you as well. The usual number, uh, okay? Meaning to reach out for for me. Uh, Richard, you are in St. Augustine, Florida. What, what's the net net of this week, both the debate and the booking of Donald Trump? Well, thank you, Michael, for taking my call. I believe that this could be the beginning of the end of, of Donald if he pushes these judges like he's doing. Um, people are going to see him publicly undressed and warned and warned again. And people are going to put the fault on him, on his shoulders, if he ends up finding himself in prison before these trials, because he's not going to shut his mouth. Or will they or will they say or will they say his liberty interest is at stake? And why shouldn't he be able to defend himself? And he's running for president. Now you've intruded on his First Amendment right. I think it's complicated. I think it is a very complicated gray area. I I think he has all rights to speak about the trials after the trials, not now. He's been warned. After the trials, he can say whatever he likes, but not before the trials. If you were in a television control room, I think I already know your answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. If you were in a television control room last night, and you're covering the motorcade, every inch of the motorcade from the airport to the Fulton County Jail, now you cover the motorcade all the way back to Trump's airplane. Oh, look at this. Trump is going to say something. Are you taking it live or not? I watched the whole thing. Um, I did not watch the speech because I was watching CNN, and they didn't cover that. Right. Um, I, but I'm putting you in the role of I director. Them, I think you don't give them the airtime. Wow. Okay. I mean, it, obviously, look you you speak for you speak for my employer because that's how they saw it as well. I just I, it doesn't sit right with me. It just does not sit right that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sit and parse the ninety one counts against him. And then when he speaks, it's like, oh, we're, we're ditching out of that. Howard, you're in South Carolina. Greetings. What are you thinking today? Hey, Michael, I, I do appreciate your take on that. I think you're absolutely right on the uh, news media is not covering Trump's speech. Um, and I also wanted to say just thank you for being fair and balanced. Jeez. All right. How did you get in here? I appreciate it. Thank you, Howard. I'm kidding. You know, normally it's the uh, the negatives. Um, okay, call me on this. What's the net net? It's been a crazy week. Where are we? I, I gave you my thought in terms of what the next polls will say. I've extended myself. I've made the prediction. I want to hear yours. And, and and also, oh, hold on. I gotta I gotta hear this before I break. Hang on. Hey Ken Arlington, you were mugshotted. Do you mind if I ask for what? Uh, it was in 2000, so 23 years ago, uh, yep. and it was for possession, a small amount of, of weed. Okay, so, so now you I, you got to be saying, what am, am I smiling? Am I frowning? What am I going to do? Well, I smiled simply because I, I was in a deferment program, and I got busted on that. And instead of putting me in jail, he gave me a fine. So you I were happy. That and so I said, I'll take it. And... Exactly. Do so you... I smiled for a shot. 
Do you, in a digital age, have control of that image? Honestly, Michael, I have no idea. You have no idea. I just wondered, like, like, is it now saved on your on your phone? Oh no, no, I, I didn't. I didn't try. It was twenty three years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't try. To I know. Download or anything. I just wondered. It's I just wondered if you that, went back. You know? I just wondered if you went back some freedom of information public request and tried to get it, and you know, next thing you'll be sending it off to Legacy Box and sharing it with friends. That I just might because in Virginia we can get it wiped off now that it's legal. Yeah, well, get get it and then tell them to wipe it off. You can show the grandkids. Awesome. <laughs> see ya. Thank you. I know I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm not laughing. If you could see me, I'm not laughing. I'm frowning. I'm upset about this. Wes, you're in Chicago, Illinois. You most wanted to say what? Hey, good morning, Michael. Uh, I feel compelled to share my uh, my uh, mugshot story, though I called for a different, very short observation. Uh, may I share the uh, mugshot story? Please, let's hear it. Yes. So uh, in college, uh, most of the years in college, I was uh, under 21 and wanted to get in the park. So like most people in college had a fake ID I happened to one day be walking around campus and dropped my wallet and uh, picked up by the friendly campus police department who who got my number and called me in. And I naively went in thinking that they, you know, wouldn't have checked it. So went in to go uh, uh, pick it up and, of course, got arrested as soon as uh, as soon as I came in to get a mugshot. But my thought process in getting in getting the mugshot at the time I uh, I happened to be wearing my fraternity sweater and and I was in the leadership of the fraternity at the time and didn't want to do dishonor upon my fraternity's name. So I asked them for permission to turn my hoodie inside out and uh, they let me do that. And uh, I'm I'm sure I gave a smile because I was just kind of a a dumb kid at the time. But uh, uh, my mugshot story. Wow. Protecting (laughs) protecting the house brand. Very, very impressive. I like that. Always top of mind, Michael. Always top of mind. Uh, yeah. But, you know, just called to make a really short observation about uh, Trump is the fact that his, his mugshot, he's sending out saying never surrender when in that shot, he is himself in that moment actually surrendering. Just a silly and consequential observation. I Love the well, show. Love you and TC. Thank you. Uh, thank 15 you. hours a week with you. So. Thank you for that. Jeez, Wes, that's awesome. Uh, not lost on me is, is the also juxtaposition of the candidates on that stage raising their hands that they would still support Trump even if he were convicted, while at the same time saying that Mike Pence did the right thing. Go figure. Ralph, you are in Atlanta. What's top of mind for you today? Uh, hi, Michael. Uh, I'm a never-Trumper, but I heard something on Fox, and I'd like to get some talking points to be able to refute it. Basically, they said, look, if Bonnie can go after Trump this way, then that opens the door for all state prosecutors who are looking to grab limelight to go after national figures and national candidates, and it shouldn't be that way. How do I push back against that? Uh, I buy into some of that. So I'm I'm not really the person to help you push back. I think there's truth in that. I'm unsettled by... Uh, And in this case, you know, having read all four of the indictments, I take note of the fact that Jack Smith in his January 6th indictment pertaining to uh, uh, um, the case that went to to Tanya Chutkin, he addresses Georgia. Now, does he does he address all these other uh, 18? No, he doesn't. It's it's like a laser focus on Donald Trump. But by this logic, then the Arizona. uh, Well, I'll say it differently. Actually, not even the attorney general. 
a county prosecutor in Arizona, a county prosecutor in Pennsylvania, a county prosecutor in Michigan, and I'm probably leaving one or two off the list. They could all be bringing the same type of a case against Trump that Fonnie Willis is bringing. So it unsettles and, me. And now, to, go ahead. To, can I, can I just, to your point, I've I read the indictments, too, and you're exactly right. I read in the, in the Georgia indictment, she keys that up such that many of the counts are have nothing to do with Georgia. And I understand the whole Rico right. enterprise he's yep. trying to establish. Yep. So what, what, you know what I thought? I thought she, she might have teed that up in a template fashion so that all these other states could just cut and paste and basically use that same Maybe. indictment in their respective states. I mean, it could Maybe. easily be done that way. Right. If it were done, I think it would drive his, then he, they would drive his numbers to 80. You know, if now that with a debate behind us, if Trump were to and that's why I say this. Thank you, Ralph. The move among academics to say that he's disqualified because of Section three of the 14th Amendment. If that becomes like legal proceeding, I don't know whether to call it a trial. Number five, uh, I think it helps him. Chad, you're in Atlanta as well. For what were you mugshotted? Uh, My goes college. We were having a street party. The cops busted it up. They took us to jail. I was pretty intoxicated, and I was smiling in my mugshot. I've always been considered a pretty funny guy, but that night I was uh, a combination of uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Robin Williams, and probably George Carlin because they never put me in the holding cell at jail. They kept me in the booking room because I had all the cops laughing so hard um, at the jokes I was telling. So it really wasn't a bad experience for me, and then all the charges were dropped. Um, right. All, all of all of our audiences, at least that which people are willing to cop to. Thank you, Chad, are very minor things like I'm I'm not hearing. Well, you know, I was arrested because I carjacked someone. The Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.